Father, we just thank you for this time that we have together. We thank you for this season where we celebrate. We, it just seems to be a constant celebration, a constant gathering of family, family within the house of God, family within our, our houses, our homes, Lord, celebrating births and birthdays, celebrating the coming of a new year, the beginning of new seasons. Father, constant celebration. And Lord God, all I know is that you celebrate with us. You call us to celebrate. Father, you call us to step into things that we can celebrate. And so this morning, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. And Father, one of the prayers that we prayed earlier was, during our prayer time was that we wouldn't be the same, we wouldn't walk out the same, that we would be different. And Lord, I pray that we would be celebrating that uniqueness and that difference and that change as you've touched us and blessed us, strengthened us and encouraged us in the wonderful name of your son. And everybody said, amen. amen. Can you believe like Christmas day was already like seven days ago? It's amazing, isn't it? I still think we got food in our fridge from seven days ago. You know, but that's okay. You just microwave it on high and it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've learned that. For those that are coming for lunch later today, you'll discover that. <laughs> but here we are today and we have the opportunity to celebrate again together as a family, you know, looking down the throat, really, of a, a brand spanking new year. Oh, it's really quite exciting when you think about it. But whenever I think about a new year, often, you know, there's always talk of different resolutions, Yeah. Even Janine touched on it, the different resolutions that people make. Now, be honest. Who's ever made a New Year's resolution? Don't lie. Anything over your lifetime, have you ever made a New Year's resolution? Who's ever made a resolution to eat less, lose weight? Who's ever made a resolution to uh, exercise? Who's ever made a resolution to love their partner more you know no no one oh no wonder we got on that's why so many come to see me you should at least if you're going to make any resolution at least that <laughs> like constantly we make these re- who's who's resolved as they've stepped into a new year that the the year coming is going to be different you're not going to experience some of those lows again you're not going to do some of those things that you know somebody who loves you that could tell you in kindness would say that was stupid you know, I can't say that from here. But you know those things that you do, that that loving person in your life says, that was stupid, so now you resolve, I'm not going to do that this year. We're constantly making these, these resolutions. And I reckon just about everyone in the world has made a New Year's resolution somewhere in their life. Seriously. Even when you say, I'm not going to do that anymore, you've made a resolution right there. Yeah? Like, right now, I'm never going to make a New Year's resolution again. And then so you hear somebody's and you think, Wow. That's a really good. I've, I've never thought of that. I'm going to make that. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to resolve to do that too. Anyone ever pinch somebody else's resolution? No, just me. Yeah. For those of you that that speak in tongues in the house, have you ever listened to somebody else's angelic tongue and thought, I want mine to sound like that? And be honest. I. And have you ever tried to mimic their tongue? All right. That just again. That's just me. Yeah. That's just me. With, with, with T.D. Jakes, when he's, it's like when he prays in tongues, it's like, oh man, there's just authority. I'm going to be like that. <laughs> but just me. Okay, we'll just keep moving forward then. But we... <laughs> the one thing I realise is with, with, 
New Year's resolutions often, we make these resolutions based on what we've experienced in the past because we don't want to experience those things again, generally speaking, yeah? We don't want to have those lows, do those things, experience. We, we try to put things in place so it will be a better year, yeah? But sometimes I believe and I want to suggest that we, we look at the past and, and we look at it all wrong. The past isn't about, okay, now, now I need to do something different. Looking at the past and then looking where we are now, it's about saying, wow, if it wasn't for that and that and that and that and that and that, I wouldn't be who I am at this very moment. Not even close to, yeah? Because everything that we've been through has actually created you who you are. You are who you are, good or bad, because of the past. Now, the secret really is learning from that not making resolutions to never do that again, yeah? Anyway, there's a couple of things that I've learnt along the way as I've grown older, as I get closer to that 50 club. It's like so close. It It was just yesterday, Mel. It was like 10 years away. Now it's only like two and a half. Anyway, that's just me having a moment. But there's a couple of things that I've learnt and... One, one of those things is, especially when it comes to New Year's resolution, and the other one, it's when it comes to facing a new year. So what I'd like us to do is just watch this video quickly and um, just to put us in the right frame of mind. That's all right. Take your time. This year, I mean it. I mean it, mean it. I could not possibly mean it anymore. I got this. Candy bars, gone. Funyuns, gone. Ice cream, candy bars and Funyuns are gone. This year, I'm gonna connect with people, IRL. In real life. Made a list. That means I mean it. I'm gonna take care of myself. Right after I figure out who that is, other than a mom, which I love. I beat myself up. I'm never good enough. That has to change. Why do I do that? I'm such an idiot. See? This year I'm gonna work on being the cool dad, you know? Maybe go to skate park, hang out with my kids. No biggie. (laughs) This works, right? I gotta learn to forgive myself. You know, give myself a break. Not be perfect. I've got it. I'm gonna step outside of my comfort zone by volunteering at the hospital. Maybe the pet shelter. Cause cats, they're so much easier. This year, I'm gonna forgive my mom. Now that I am a mom, I I totally get it. This year I'm gonna start reading literature, you know books and such, because I hear it's good for me. This year, I'm shaving my back hair. I am tired of those kids at the neighborhood pool calling me Sasquatch. It's just that I am comfortable staying in my comfort zone. Who am I kidding? God, I wear myself out trying to outdo everyone. I, I can one-up everything, and it's exhausting. I have a lot of baggage and it is not all from the mall. 
Well, some of it is. I'm trying, God. I am. But there's a reason why I'd rather stay at home. I'm weak, God. I know it. You know it. And you know what, God? This year, I'm giving you all the places that hurt. I'm going to give you all of my failed attempts that I think are going to make me a better man. You are a strong fortress, God. You. And I'm going to let you be strong in my weakness. All right, God. I'm going to start with the best relationship. You and me. And then we'll move outward from there. Because this year, I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. <laughs> I enjoyed that little skit from the skit guys, that little video of them making their, um, their New Year's resolutions that they're going to mean for the year. But what I really loved was at the end, each and every one of them discovered something that it's impossible for them to actually keep those resolutions without handing them over to God, without giving their life over to him. And so the resolution for me that they made at the end, what I get from that video, is that they resolve to give everything that they go through to God and that they were going to mean that. And there's something in that for us. And, you know, we're so adamant that we don't want to make the same mistakes of the past, that we won't experience what we did in the past, that we, th we throw the baby out with the bathwater sometimes. You know, what we should be doing is being adamant that we're going to give those things to Father God. See, it's not just about what we do. It's not just about what we plan to do. It's not just about what we're trying to do. It's all about trusting in Him in everything, especially when we're stepping into a brand new year. And really, it's like there's a line in the sand for each person around the globe where we say, hey, we've got this opportunity to start again. And for me, King David seemed to know that because King David understood what you and I, what we need to understand before we step into tomorrow. Psalm 18.6 reads, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. So for me, as, we, as we're considering stepping into 2018, there's a couple of things we have to acknowledge. Life is going to be fun. Life should be fun. But life has a habit that I would say that 99% of us in this room know. Life has a habit of throwing lemons. Yeah? Anyone ever been hit by a lemon? Yeah, like, they just hurt. Yeah. Sometimes it's just what life does. And no matter what resolution that we may make as we face 20, 2018, the only thing that's going to help us is to know what David discovered. It's to understand what he discovered. That in our distress, in 2018, in your times of distress, to call out to God. That's the only thing that's going to help. In other words, in 2018, when you're, when you're stressing, in 2018, for those that are younger, when you're freaking out, yeah? When you're anxious, when you're worried, when the wheels feel like they're falling off, yeah? When that moment comes, that's when you cry out to God, exactly like that, yeah? You don't even have to have words. Sometimes you just need to go, ah! Anyone ever talk to God like that? Yeah, it's amazing how he just understands 
the language of our heart. And he, you know, I'm like, oh, God. And she's like, what's wrong with you? So that's not the answer I get from God. He understood. Sometimes we just got to cry out to God, yeah? Particularly as we face the new year. Because all of us, absolutely all of us, have hopes and dreams. Some of us have hopes and dreams from last year. Some of us have hopes and dreams that we've been carrying for years, yeah? The issue for us is when those hopes and dreams go unfulfilled, yeah, they actually within us start to become bitter expectations, yeah? And so here we are stepping into a new year and some of us are dragging these hopes and dreams that have never been fulfilled, not in one year or in two years or in five years or in ten years. And now we have these bitter expectations. We start to control things. We start to put things in place in the hope that we can make these hopes and dreams come to pass. And so some of us call them New Year's resolutions. So things will work out better. So the things that didn't happen will happen and the things that did happen won't happen. And we try to control this baby. All because we think we can fix things. I'm going to go as far as to say, even if you've never spoken out a New Year's resolution, I guarantee you, I'm going to put it out there, that you've made a resolution in your heart. Yeah? Because of hopes and dreams that have never been fulfilled. And they all seem to come screaming to the surface as we step into a new year. I think some of the issue that we all carry and what we have to fix today, because God has so much, such grand and wonderful expectations for us, that we've taken Scripture or we've been taught Scripture and it's been slightly NQR, Yeah? A little bit skewify, and so we've applied the scripture to our life. Yeah, so we've created resolutions, we've created ideas and promises and things to make things better. Philippians 4 13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah, I guarantee you, without even knowing, a majority of us walk around saying, I can do it, I can do it. I can do anything. I can do everything and anything because God gives me strength. So I'll begin it and then God will strengthen me. I'll make the resolution and God will walk with me. You know, in X Factor, ba-bow, in the big red cross. I, because, of the word, because that starts with, for I can, we carry around the I, we carry around the me, 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 me instead of what's really important. So we, we end up making our own plans, tackling our own issues, trying to resolve it ourselves, all because we believe that as believers, he'll come and strengthen us while we're doing our thing. But my thought's this, because I think that scripture, that particular scripture, we need to get it into context for 2018 before we step into it, because it's a little upside down. And So here's how I believe we should have learnt it. This is how I believe we, we should understand it, this passage. We almost should be reading the second part first and the first part second. First, Christ will give me strength. You with me so far? Second, 
I can now do all things or everything or anything, depending on the translation you want to read. Now, we just have to work out how Christ gives us strength. Yeah? And it's not by us doing something, because I can do all things. It's about understanding, for me, what we just read in the Psalms with David's formula. He cried out whenever he was in distress. Yeah? Whenever he was freaking out. So go with me here. So for you and I, as we're getting ready to step into 2018, we go to Daddy first. Yeah? We go to Papa, to Father God first. And whenever we need him, we'll go to him. And, and when we go to him, he'll strengthen us because we've gone to him. Yeah? yeah. Then and only then can you do everything. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll unpack that a little bit. So in 2018, we need his help in everything. We need Papa's help to take a step. We need his help in our marriages, don't we? Yeah? It's not you trying to make it better. We need his help in our relationships with one another. It's not just us trying to make it better. And by the way, because I love family, yeah, particularly when we're talking about relationships and God's house, no one should ever, in this house particularly, or in any of God's homes, speak negative about somebody else. So when someone gets into your ear and they're having their two bobs say about somebody else, what they disagree with, not happy with, you need to be able to, you know, waddle your head, put your hand out and go, uh-uh, that's not family. Can you try that? Do you want to try that? Yeah, let's try that. Church should be fun. Can, I can't do the head wobble thing, but yeah, yeah, you've got the Indian wobble going. That's good, but I don't want to be racist. But just put your hands out and go, uh-uh. That's not family. Now, some of you didn't do that, so you need to try it. Right? Because you need to learn when someone says, oh, I'm not sure, he did, oh, that person, oh, blah, blah, any, whatever it might be, the person sitting next to you, behind you, the person that's up here, when you hear that, you need to be able to say, especially in 2018, especially if we want to fulfill and go into all that God wants for this house, you need to be able to say, uh-uh, that's not family. You may deal with your family like that, but sorry, we don't. You disagree, that's okay, it's your opinion, but don't, don't put that on me, please. Yeah? Can we, you need to practice that, is that alright? That's for free. Anyway, we'll keep going, just quickly. So, we need his help in our relationships, we, we need his help you know, just with family members, we need his help in our healing journeys, we need his help in our faith journeys, particularly when he's calling us to, to step out of the boat onto the water. We need him first so that he can strengthen us. So let's see if we can put a couple of things together. David cried out in distress. So when he was in trouble, David called out to him. We know, we know, we know, we know that we need to go to Father God first because that's what he did. So for me, this now makes sense in 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12 reads... Verse 9, each time he said, my grace is all you need, my power works best in weakness, yeah? So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure. <laughs> Did you hear that word? Oh, mate, look, it's so hard, really. The, day, the last day of the year, and I'm pushing you here, sorry. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 
All right. So, in my weakness, then I'm strong. I'm only strong if I cry out to God in my weakness slash distress. I'm only strong if I've gone to him first and cried out to him. Because if you're in distress and you're freaking out, you're worried and you're anxious and you're angry and you're jealous and you know that you're just feeling weak in that particular time and you don't cry out to him like David did where God heard, then you'll never experience his power in your weakness. We freak out about our weaknesses. We freak out when we're distressing. And when we're with each other, we sweep stuff under the carpet. We try to hide it. We try to make life all perfect. And there is a time where life needs to, you need to step up and take control of stuff, yeah? Because you can't live in your morning. You've already given it over to God. Stop living in your morning. The grieving period is okay, but the morning is a season, yeah? You need to give that away so they can give you the oil of joy, huh? When we're in that, the only time we're going to experience the supernatural power of God is when we understand like David and we cry out to him in our weakness first. Then I can do all things. Then I can do anything. Then I can do everything because he gives me strength. Because when I was weak, I cried out to him in my distress. And so his power came to the table, yeah? Look, that's a good word for 2018, for all of us, amen? We need to embrace our most tender moments, not hide them, not be ashamed of them. They're moments to celebrate because we know what's about to happen. We know that we're about to be supernaturally infilled with his strength to do anything and everything. So I think as a church, we need to be a people, a family that in 2018 trust him so much that we turn to him in everything that we go to him for anything, that we rely on him in everything, yeah? yeah? Now, we need to be a people that are able to stand firm in him, like particularly 2018, Mount Clear Church of Christ, churches of Christ, churches of the Lord, AOGs, the Apostolics, the Baptists, CRCs, COCs, the RACVs, all of them, yeah? <laughs> All of them, they need to be able to stand firm in and on him. Philippians 4.1 says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Now, what we've got to understand here is the term stand firm. Actually, it's referring to soldiers. Soldiers who faithfully... Right, stand at their post regardless of what happens. So even if the enemy attacks, their orders are to stand firm. You and I, regardless of what we've been through, regardless of what 2018 may bring, if life starts to throw lemons at us, God's order to us is to stand firm. Yeah, And while we're standing firm, in that moment of weakness where we feel like we're going to be overrun, is to cry out in our times of distress. And in that moment of weakness, because we've gone to him first, then he strengthens us so that we can do anything and everything. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. 
What about 1 Corinthians 16.13? Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. What about Ephesians 6.11? Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Philippians 1.27, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you, only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit. What does he find is worthy when we are standing firm in him? Yeah. 2 Thessalonians 2.15, then, so then brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you over... And over and over again, the same phrase is repeated. And there are actually more, if you want to look them up, to stand firm. It doesn't say, hide your pain. It doesn't. It doesn't say, in 2018, run from trouble. It doesn't say, as you step into the new year, conceal your fear. It doesn't say you need to be on top of everything and in control of everything. What it does say over and over is, stand firm, yeah? Stand firm. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you find yourself in 2018, stand firm. Trust him. Go to him first and discover his power in weakness. Could you imagine if we could do that? And this, again, this is not about what we're not doing. It's not about what we don't have. It's about constantly journeying with the Lord and receiving all that he has for us and going from strength to strength. And glory to glory, yeah? Could you imagine the type of people that we would be? Do you imagine the example that we would give for those that are out in the community that are struggling over and over? Could you imagine? What a 2018. What a 2018. And I know I can boast because I often do that I love this house, but can you imagine the favor of God on this house and on your lives when you're able to do this? Just to stand firm and to cry out to him and to receive his power in your distress. You know, the final thought that I have, it's always a scary phrase from any preacher, isn't it? You don't know how long the final thought's going to go for, do you really? (laughs) Here's my final thought. Let's be a people that choose to rejoice in all things. Let's be a people that choose to rejoice in all things. See, Philippians 4.4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. I don't know about you, but can you please look through your, your Bible and find other passages of Scripture where uh, something was repeated. This is what I want you to do. And two seconds later, in case you missed it, this is what I want you to do. Think about it for a moment. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say, like the NIV puts it perfectly. Rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again. Like they even pen that. I will say it again. Rejoice. Just seven days ago, during Christmas, we were singing carols. And one of, one of the carols that we sang, we sang the words, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. So we have to ask ourselves this question, do we actually believe the songs that we're singing? Because if we do, then I'll say it again, rejoice. There's joy to the world, the Lord has come. 
So rejoice. When Paul wrote these words, you've got to get this. He writes it. Rejoice. I will say it again. Rejoice. Now, he doesn't unpack where he's at, but I'll unpack it for you. He's in prison. He's chained to a Roman guard 24 hours a day. So whenever he had to go to the toilet, he was chained to a guard. Yeah, His life was on trial and he pens these words, rejoice. Again, I say, rejoice. See, for me, Paul didn't enjoy prison. Let's not be silly. He would have hated it. But he knew David's secret formula. In my distress, I cried out to him. Yeah? He learned to trust. He learned to stand firm. He learned that in his weakness, Father God's power would be on display. He knew that the joy of the Lord would be his strength, that God would give him the oil of joy for mourning. And so he rejoiced. In 2018, we need to rejoice in everything, for everything, for those that are around us, for our homes, our families, our jobs, our church, our lives. Rejoice. Because no matter what comes against us, His command to us is to stand firm. Amen. Why don't we stand? You know, Paul says in Philippians 3, verse 13, he says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. So maybe this is a takeaway for, for some of us. Forgetting the past... And looking forward to what lies ahead. Paul was trying to teach us something. Looking forward to what lies ahead. Well, what lies ahead? There's a, an old song that we sing, yeah? And Hill's song, they've got a version of it, but it's older still. And it's the old, the old song, the old hymn, I have decided to follow Jesus, yeah? I have decided to follow Jesus. The lyrics that I love... Is this, I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, yeah, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. So as we step into 2018, this is what we need to know. When the world, the unsaved, the unchurched, when they look at the cross, they see death, yeah? But when we believers, sons and daughters of the living God, look at the cross. We see life. So that's, this song makes no sense to them because we're saying the cross before me. They go, man, that's a song about death. We're going, no, it's a song about life because life started. He was born and then he died. And because of all of that, now my life starts the cross before me and, and the world behind me. The, the cross before me, the world that I'm suffering at the moment. But the cross is before me. Who was on the cross? Jesus. So in our distress, we're looking forward at the cross and we cry out to him first. And when we cry out to him in our distress, in our weakness, the scripture promises then he will then come. And in our weakness, his power will be at play. And we'll be able to do anything in 2018. Like anything. Anything, anything, anything. 
praying for the sick, anything. Raising the dead, anything. Moving mountains, anything. So this year, as we move into 2018, don't try to go it alone. You've got family all around you. Stop keeping secrets between you and God. Is that all right? Because you, I, I know you can because I've done it. You can keep secrets between you and God. Don't keep secrets. Learn to walk with him. Learn to work the way he works. Yeah? And he works in love, in everything. He's given us, hasn't he, the weapons of our warfare. We've talked about that for weeks. Cry out to him in your distress. Bring the darkness to the light. Stand firm in him, with him, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand, with one another. Because even Jesus, when he sent out his disciples, he sent them out two by two. Don't go it alone. You have family for a reason. And I'll put it out there. For those times that all of us feel like we need to be loved, that we're not seen, not heard. And I would suggest that all of us have moments like that. Yeah, Make a decision to cry that out to him. Receive his power. Step out in faith. Don't always wait for what God wants for you. Sometimes he wants you to step out and grab it. Yeah, I'm just saying, in family... In family, somebody has to be the instigator. Don't always be the one that's just waiting for it to happen, yeah? Especially in 2018, be strengthened by him in your weakness, knowing that you can now do anything. And when you do things in family, the scripture says one can put a thousand to flight, but two, ten thousand. And now, if Paul had to repeat it, so will I. <laughs> in 2018, rejoice. I'll say it again, rejoice. Rejoice in him, rejoice together. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. So this is what I want you to do. Find somebody's hand. If someone's alone, find their hand. Don't let anyone sit alone, this is family. Hold someone's hand. Come on, you need to move. Some, someone needs to move to somebody don't wait. Don't always wait for somebody else to be the instigator. Find someone who doesn't have a hand held and hold their hand. Yeah? Everyone got a hand held? Yeah? Good. Most people. Amen for that. Close your eyes. Close your eyes quickly. And I want you just really quickly, in the next 30 seconds, I want you to think of all the things that you can rejoice in the Lord for. You probably need a whole day, but I'm giving you a whole 30 seconds. Everything that you can rejoice in the Lord for. Now that, some of those things that are popping into your head, not the negative stuff. Yeah, they're in... They're in <laughs> I was going to say they're in Albury. When you said Albury, I was thinking all, B-U-R-Y, all berry, all berry. Oh, just leave that stuff all buried, yeah? But no, sorry, I, just, I digress. So now that you've got those things in your head, that's the stuff that we step into 2018 with, yeah? 
They're the thoughts that we take into tomorrow. They're the thoughts that will help us defeat everything that comes our way because we can rejoice in him. Amen? All right. Let's pray, and then I'm going to get everybody to yell out, rejoice, or oh, you're loving this, I can tell, because we're going to finish on my good note of the year. Amen. So, Father, Lord, you've seen every picture in every mind. Lord, you know every heart. You know the distresses of the year. But, Father, we give them all to you. And, Father, as we step into tomorrow, we want to be a people that are different. We want to be a people that acknowledge our areas of weakness. Lord, that when stuff is just not working out, when we're freaking out, stressed out, anxious and depressed or angry or whatever it might be, just unhappy and sad, Lord, we come to you so that in our moments of weakness, you can make us strong, that, Father, we may step forward into tomorrow, able to do all things, everything, anything in you now that you've strengthened us. And Father, like Paul, we say rejoice and we'll say it again, rejoice, that we will be a people that have given away our mourning for the oil of joy, that we have learnt for the joy set before us, <laughs> that we will continue in our faith. So we thank you for this moment together. We thank you that we're stepping into a brand new year with brand new passions. Father, brand new season in Jesus' name. Father, with a spirit that is healthy and that will rejoice. And everybody said? All right. All right. On the count of three, you ready? I'm, even my wife's going, oh my goodness. So ready? One, two, three, rejoice! Happy New Year. Have a great 2018 in Jesus' name.